This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Hello, I'm Adam. And I'm Nick. And welcome to episode 33 of the Fight Disciples podcast, dedicated this week to the one and only Mr. Anthony Crawler. And you know that if you listen to this on a regular basis, um, he is um, my man that I am having an affair with at this moment in time. I constantly like to talk about Anthony Crawler. I've fallen in love with a fella. Followed him for so many years. Everybody's got one, haven't they? Everybody's got one, Nick. Everybody's got one yeah. fighter that they're just maybe Man a little bit... On. Yeah, and a little bit too biased. At you know what I mean? I've, I've got a few, to be honest. I've got a few, yeah. Well, Crawler's my man. You know what I mean? You can't say a bad word about him. You can I know he is. You can, you, can, he is. you can tell me all the logical reasons as to why George Linares is going to beat him at the weekend, right? But I'm not going to listen to you because uh, Anthony <laughs> Crawler's going to win the fight. That's how, that's how it's going to go, go down. I'm never going to listen to a bad word said about him. I'm concerned. I've got to be honest. Not for Anthony Crawler. Mm. I'm concerned for you, Adam. Listen, we've been doing this show a long time, and I know what you're like. You're a very patriotic young man. You always you blindly follow our British guys. That's it. Into the trenches, regardless of what they're facing. And let's face it, we've had a couple of bad weeks, haven't we? What an amazing start to the boxing season. Absolutely amazing. We couldn't wish for anything better. Three gigantic top of the three world title fights in three different weight divisions but so far we're 0 for 2 we're 0 for 2 as we head to Manchester this weekend for Crawler versus Linares and it's nothing but it's certainly no gimme fight I'm just concerned I'm concerned you uh, you know I'm concerned for your well-being well, don't be concerned for mine. Be concerned for his because he is taking on an absolute animal. Before me and you Monster. give uh, our law down on this particular fight, let's hear uh, from Anthony Crawler. I absolutely love ringing him. If, Anthony, if you're listening, right, it's not like that. It's not like that. I, I just admire you as a sportsman. Stop laughing. Anyway, here he is. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Be honest, Ant, right now. You've just gone through two absolute wars did you not just yeah. fancy a nice little trot out? You know what I mean? Just a little trot in front of the home fans. There's oh, no, there's no need to do it again. What are you doing? No, we can't, can <laughs> we? Just, <laughs> do you know what it is? It's, with these big nights, that's just what I think uh, I perform better in. Do you know, not that I'd ever take any opponent easy or I'd, I'd take me out of the ball, but I think when you're up these big nights, you just want to keep, you just want them to keep coming and I feel like the momentum's going me sort of and, Listen, it's, it's a very tough fight, and like you just said there, mate, we could have certainly had a much easier defence. But um, I think for what this is for, being, you know, the, for the Ring Magazine belt, the BBC Diamond, my own world title, it's the, the prizes don't get any better. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, it's It was a too good of an opportunity to pass up fighting. As I've said, I'm fighting a great fighter for uh, the greatest prizes in the sport, in my opinion. And that's what I'm doing, and I'm doing it in my own town. It doesn't get any better. You must be incredibly humbled by that uh, point that you just made there regarding the Ring Magazine belt, because there's not many on the planet, mate. I've just been counting up. Uh, yeah. Nietzsche has got one at Junior Flyweight. Uh, Chicol- uh, Chocolatito's got one at Flyweight. Oh, yeah. You've got Terence Crawford, Canelo, and Tyson Fury. That's it. There aren't any more. So you must be quite oh. honoured that the, the WBC and Ring Magazine are obviously counting you in yeah. the top two lightweights on the planet it's, oh, it's, it's um, it is I genuinely am sort of humbled by it and it's it's a massive opportunity and it's it's one of them that it's a dream come true to fight to fight for that belt but it's 
it can't be. It's not just that I want to win it. That's what I think. Yeah. I go out there, win it, and it's you know you get remembered. You get remembered for doing that sort. You know for winning the ring magazine belt, and that's something what um what I look at. You know I want to look back on. I don't want to um listen. It's a great honour to fight for it, but it um it'll mean so much more to win it. Plus the posters afterwards, mate. You'll get to look like Rocky Balboa. He's got one. You know what yeah. I mean. The old Rocky Belt, that's it, and that's it. What it is, I mean, it's. I think the WBC Diamond Belt and my title, it's. Um, and with the WBC Diamond Belt, I think the African choice worth like forty odd thousand dollars. Wow. But and listen, it, it's lovely to have on your um, your mantelpiece, and it's it's uh, maybe a great piece of kit, you know, to have. But I think the sentimental value of mm. the of the Ring Magazine Belt, the history that comes with it, it doesn't compare. In your division at the moment, you must be licking your lips because you've just mentioned WBC, the uh, the regular champions, Latikanin, and that yes. you would anticipate. I know that we've we've spoken in the past about Terry Flanagan. That's two fighters there that we just mentioned that you come through Linares. That, that it just gets bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger. There is no going back now. You've got to keep going in that in that way. Well, that's it. And I see this as well, Linares as possibly the biggest fight in the division. Yeah, but. They're, they're huge fights, those two fights you just mentioned, and I'd be, I'd, they're the fights that I'd, I'd, I'd never ever look past. This fight, but I mean, make sure I come through this, and they're the kind of fights that I want to be having. I just, like I say, I, don't know, I just, for a while now, I can't really remember. Um, I, I don't really want to remember starting routine defences, sorry. But I just want to be involved in these big fights, and there's no shortage of big fights that lightweight. Have you exceeded your own expectations? It's, <laughs> it's a tricky one. It's, um, listen, I think certainly when you look back at my career, at certain points in my career, um, I'd be lying if I said no, but I always knew that I was what I was capable of and I always believed in myself. Um, but, yeah, I suppose, Joe, you know, when you look back, then I have, I have exceeded a lot of people's expectations, but that doesn't mean that I'm happy. Or I'm settled mm. sort of, with with what I've got. I still believe there's more, and I still um, I still believe there's a lot more to come from there. A lot, and there's, there's still improvement. Do you get a bit of a kick out of maybe people in the media referring to you when you're going into these fights as the underdog, even though you're the champion, the WBA champion, going yeah. in? For example, you're going against Barroso, you're going against Perez. People are thinking, "Oh, I don't know if he can do it. I don't know if he can do it." Do no, you get Do you get a bit of a kick? It's just fuel to the fire, and honestly, it is. It's. Um, it's just added motivation. It's just added motivation. It is, and that's what um, it's another thing that drives me. And I, the support that I get from everyone who come out to support me, my family, my friends, the team around me. That's enough motivation as it is. But mm. when when people write you off, and when people in the game, you know, think it's a step too far, yeah. it's just an extra bit to think that I'm going to prove you wrong. Do, does has it surprised you as well the following? Because we spoke about it in the past. We, we've both been massive fans of Ricky Atten and the way that people followed him all over the planet to his fights. When you go to a Manchester Arena and Anthony Crawler's fighting, it is something else. You can't get that, I don't think, anywhere else at this moment from a, from, from a UK fan base. Yeah, it's, honestly, I am, yeah, I am surprised about that. And it's something, you hear me, I think I've said after five few times, I always feel in debt to the people, you know, who, who come out to support me. It's something that I, you know, I'm really I'm blessed with, and it's mad like people come up to me and 
They say, ah, oh, the Aperol's will fight. One of the best nights out I've ever had. One of the best nights out I've had in years. And it just makes me feel proud. Mm. Um, when I, I'm thanking them, and they're going, no, thank you. And, that, and I'm like, wow. It's um, to have that motivation, to have, to have that sort of kind of support just gives you more and more motivation. I don't want to let them down. I just want to make sure, like, people come up to me and I see after the hours and say, ah, oh, that was a great night. I'll always remember that. And um, that's something that, like say, I'm, I'm really proud for that point. I'm so thankful for the support. When you're, when you're sat in the, in the changing room, just before you're going to make your ring walk and you can hear this... <laughs> you can hear a bit of that going off, right? And then the crowd, oh. the crowd just got crackers, man. It's, it's. It, I've yeah. never experienced anything like it. They go absolutely crazy. You, you must be able to feel the whole building shaking when you're about to and make it, your ring walk. It's goosebumps. You're walking in the back, and obviously a lot of the sound gets blocked out. But as you come in through the tunnel, and sometimes they put you on the big screen. Yeah. It's like you wear them all shouting, and once or twice, some of the lads are. And they'll say to them, listen, they're all here for you. And it's it's a proud, proud moment. It's, um, you know, it's that, it's, I, I, I say this, but that that walk, it's, and it, no one will know what it's like. No, but On that walk, it's, um, and that's what I know I'll miss about boxing more than anything. I know I'll never get that high ever again. No matter what I do in life, it's, um, I've got to be thankful for it. I always say with Ricky Atten, uh, Ricky's there, obviously he's had he's had um, his troubles outside the ring since he's retired boxing, but I always say to people, and you've got to imagine how tough it is for that. You was there and some of those nights, those Akiyan nights, he's doing that ring walk or, he, or in front of his um, as much as him. It must be, it may, mate, it's hard. As a fan, as a, as a fan, it's hard yeah. to understand what it's like for oh. one human being to take in 15,000 people just pouring their That's love, it. just oh. pouring their love in on them. That's what they're doing in front of his own, you know, his football team in that stadium. It's something that he'll never ever, you know, you, you can never ever top that. Listen, you, your family, your children, yeah. give you more joy than anything. But outside of that, you'll never get that high again. No, no, I always say no drink, drug or anything like that will ever give you that feeling again. Um, and it, it's a hard thing to take, but I know, I know that at, at some point when the career's over, um, that I won't get that back so I just try and enjoy him as much as I can when I hear that so I'm just like say I'm very proud and um, something I'm blessed with This is the Fight Disciples podcast Subscribe now via the iTunes store Anthony Crawler sounding like he always sounds optimistic right up for it dead positive and why not because off the back of his last two uh, victories he's got every reason to be optimistic hasn't he? Of course he has yeah you know we've talked about it Post the uh, victory over Barroso, I don't think at the time everyone, including ourselves, was saying Barroso's probably the number one. Mm. Where does Crawler fit in? You know, has he had his moments? You know, is the is is the success story about to finish? You know, is it? But he proved us all wrong. You know, he met Barroso head on. He stopped Barroso. Incredible finish, and he just seems to be getting better and better and better. And make no mistake, you know, it's kind of like deja vu, isn't it? We're back at the Manchester Arena. Yeah. We're back in the same situation. And now we're talking about Linares being the world number one and Anthony Crawler having to beat the number one in the division and the fact he's not ducking anyone and the fact he's going for the guy right at the very top. We said that about Barroso. We're now saying it about Linares. This is the fight now 
Crawler wins Saturday night. We no longer, this is official now, we will no longer say that Anthony Crawler is fighting the number one in the division. Why? Because he is the number one in the division. Absolutely. And you know, that it, is determined by winning the Ring Magazine belt because that's the whole point of him, isn't it? Exactly. The Ring Magazine belt are only there to, if you're the undisputed champion of your weight class. Mm. And while the, it's only the WBA title on the line at this weekend's up in Manchester, make no mistake, the Ring Magazine legitimises this fight as being the fight for the number one spot in the lightweight division. And Crawler, I fancy him. I fancy it. I really do. And I know I said I fancy Beefy last week as well. I really did fancy Beefy. You call me patriotic. Look at you. You're jumping in now. You want a piece piece of the Union Jack sunshine. That's what it is, isn't it? I I didn't get carried away with Triple G. I didn't get carried away with Triple G versus Kel Brook. No, you you didn't. I I knew what was going to happen there. I didn't get carried away when Canelo fought Khan. You know, we'll come on to Beefy later on in the show, but mm. I really did think that Beefy had stood so the much stronger chances of imposing his will on Canelo. It didn't kind of work out that way. But this weekend's different because Lenares, listen, this guy's a three weight world champion. Yeah. This guy is legit. Mm. But timing is everything. Anthony Crawler right now has never looked as good as he has right now throughout his entire career. He's on the ascension. His confidence is flying. He's in his hometown. He's got the world title belt around his waist. He's got the best performance of his career in his slipstream. And he heads into this fight super confident. For me, Linares, slightly different. Been out for a long time. Hasn't been as active as he used to be. You know, he's been stripped of the WBC belt because of his inactivity. Mm. Is he a little bit older now? You know, in his heyday, he was absolutely different class but even in the performance you know when he was down in London the performance that he put in down in London we all kind of went oh my god he's a monster he's so strong we expected that when he destroyed Kevin Mitchell if you think about that fight though, I watched that fight over the weekend ahead of this one uh, Mitchell actually did well Mitchell was winning rounds Mitchell yeah. dropped Lena- Linares before he was stopped and he stopped because he had that incredible hematoma over his left eye and he mm. was cut Eventually, it was the kind of the doctor and the, the the fact that he was battered and bruised is what stopped Kevin Mitchell. But you could argue he was winning parts of that fight. He was beating Linares, and believe me, Anthony Crawler's on a different, different, whole different level to Kevin Mitchell in terms of his approach, his professionalism, and where he is in the lightweight division. I fancy it, Adam. That's what I'm trying to say. I fancy it. I fancy it. Linares is not an unbeaten fighter. He's been beaten three times before, and every single time he's been beaten, he's been stopped. Crawler, yes, of course, he's yes. been beaten before. And the only man to stop him is your mate, Derry Matthews. Dirty, dirty Derry. Dirty Derry is the only man to stop Anthony Crawler. Every time Anthony's been beaten previously, has always been on either a split or unanimous points decision. It's very rare that anybody takes Anthony out. Now, Lenaris, there is a blueprint to taking him out, and it's taking him out early. It's like a mm-hmm. concentration thing. If you look at all his previous defeats, first round stoppage, second round stoppage. All right, there is exaggeration with an 11th round stoppage in there as well but it's like he's got he he takes a bit of time to warm into the fight and you're right in what you said about the Kevin Mitchell fight Kevin early in that fight was winning it he was nicking the rounds nice and early he was doing enough he was far more active than Linares would you say that that is where Anthony's going to be targeting this weekend let's try and get this guy out of there early it's not going to be one of them down the stretch that were waiting for him to gas out because I don't think that's going to happen get in there blast him in total contrast, really, to what we saw against Ismael Barroso, where Barroso comes out and tries to blast Anthony, he takes the yep. pain, and then comes on when he's gassed out. It'll be a different fight. Uh, it could well be, uh, and I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, you know, I don't know whether running 
at Linares is probably the best tactic. Um, and I don't think you'll, we may see that. You know, it depends. Did how you Linares think the best? Did you think the best tactic though was to sit there and take all them bombs in the last fight? The, the, no, the, true. The, these true. two together, Gallagher and Crawler, are nuts, right? Yeah, that's they, come, right, yeah. They, they do come up with something though, and it seems to work. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and you know, make no mistake, that performance against Barroso proved that categorically. Yeah, that uh, you know, that it, it's a winning combination they've got going right now. Running at Linares, is that the best? I just don't know. I just don't know. It it, it depends. I'm, I'm so happy that Crawler, you know, won the belt. And he's, you know, his first defence of the belt was at Manchester Arena as well, headline and a car. He's done it. He's experienced it. He knows what's to come on Saturday night. Hopefully, volume turned up another notch. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I don't think the crowd is going to affect Linares. I think he went when he went to London and he fought Kevin Mitchell at the O2. That place was packed out. You know, the West Ham fans were singing, I'm forever blowing bubbles. It was insane. Atmosphere was incredible. Didn't bother Linares. But mm. this is a guy that, you know, he left his home. Grew up in Japan. He's boxed. If you look at his record, he's boxed literally all over the world, pretty much every continent. This guy's used to going into the back, people's back backyards. So I don't think it's going to affect him. It's kind of on crawler for me. He's got to control himself. He's got to control his temperament, just like he did against Barroso. Maybe he's, I think he's got to be patient. He's got to be a little bit more patient. I think we'll know a lot about Linares in the first few rounds of where he is and where he judges Anthony Crawler. Hmm. If he comes out from bombs, I wouldn't surprise me, Adam, honestly. I wouldn't surprise me if we got two rounds of Crawler having a little look at him, having a little look at Linares and seeing how, how fit he is, whether he still wants it. It's a three-weight world champion. The guy's completely legit, but you know he's had a lot of fights. There's a lot of miles on that clock, 43 fights throughout his career. Where does he go from you know age thirty one? What's he bringing to the table now? Does he think Crawler's an easy pick because he could have fought for his WBC title, which they stripped him of? Yeah. But instead, he's chose to come over here and fight Crawler for the WBA. Is he looking at Crawler and the fact that Anthony's been knocked out by Derry Matthews? Is he looking at that defeat and thinking that's an easy champion? If so, I think Crawler have a look at him early on. It could be interesting. The first few rounds, whether you're right or I'm right, the first couple of rounds will probably tell us a lot about what's going to happen Saturday night. Uh, for those that are listening to the podcast that are thinking, well, it's a bit biased. We've heard from uh, Anthony Crawler. Why are we not hearing from Jorge Linares? Well, there's a story behind that, yeah? I went to the Open Media Workout uh, purposely to speak to Jorge Linares, and then I realised that he doesn't speak English. He's got an interpreter. <laughs> uh, so therefore, and I'm not too um, too up on my Venezuelan, I'll be honest with you. So I, I nodded at him. We gave each other the thumbs up. He seems a lovely fella. He was having his selfies done with everybody, honestly. He was. He was right in there, signing the autograph, signing the gloves for everybody. But sadly, um, I didn't think that he would, one, understand me and my black banana accent, and two, it would be very difficult for me to understand his responses in Venezuelan. So I thought we'd hold back on that and we'll judge him with what he does in the ring at How the did weekend. he look, though, Because obviously look I didn't good. make it today. But Do you know something? The thing is about this... He looks good. He looks good. I mean, he's for those that have never seen him before, he's an handsome man. He's a good-looking fella. He doesn't look his age. He looks probably 10 years younger than what he actually is. And he does look in good nick. He looked rapid, did a little bit on the pads, a lot of shadow boxing. And he yeah. did look very good footwork-wise. Looked really like good. A, like a young Roberto Duran. Exactly that. Like exactly that, yeah. yeah. But then, Anthony steps in the ring. And you've just mentioned there, right? He's never been in... The, like like this before. Now, when I hear that, I think technically he's a lot better than the guy that I first saw back at Bolton Arena in 2007. Miles better. But not only that, physically, mate, he looks absolutely massive. 
absolutely really? massive. Yeah, Anthony looked ridiculous. Now, we've seen him, obviously, in his last two fights, and each time he looked like he's getting bigger, he's proper grown into this lightweight division. Right at this moment in time, he looks huge. And on fight night, I wouldn't be surprised if when these two lads are stood next to each other... I mean, Lenares is a tall lad, not necessarily massive width-wise. He's a tall boy. But Anthony, he just looked... He looked... He looked ridiculous, to be fair. And when these two are stood next to each other, maybe at the weigh-in we'll get a little bit more of a better picture. I just think Anthony will be able to take the shots and I think he'll be able to dish out dish out the shots. I would not be surprised if we're looking at another stoppage here within five rounds. He just looks absolutely animalistic, mate. Wow. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be explosive, that's for sure. At some stage... I think the two of them are just gonna are gonna stand in the middle of the ring and just let it go. Mm, I hope so. I really do. I just don't know whether that's gonna be early on, mid fight, or towards the end. But uh, it's uh, it's gotta happen. Well, the re- the happen. reward for either of them is something else, isn't it? I mean, to to be crowned yeah, the number one in the weight division that is something else. I mean, let's talk about the prestige of that because what are the seventeen weight classes? And currently, there's only five Ring Magazine World Champions. For those that don't know too much about this, if you become the world champion, i.e., WBA or IBF or WBC or whatever, then that doesn't necessarily say that you're the best in that weight class. Plus, there's so much corruption in these weight classes to kind of shoehorn people in with an opportunity to become world champion. There's a, there's a lot of dodginess, let's say, going on. Ring Magazine, for me, seems quite unbiased. Their, their ranking seems pretty straight down the middle. And it's rare that we ever get, because of politics from... Uh, promoters and and various sanctioning bodies. It's very rare that we get a number one and a number two or a number one and number three in exceptional circumstances to fight each other in their weight class. So to have this is an unbelievable thing for us to witness. And what an opportunity, because it's not very often a fighter gets the opportunity to to fight for one of these belts and become the number one in his weight class. Exactly. And, um, you know, it it just feels like it's just reward. So for Anthony Crawler, doesn't it? You know, he's one of the nicest guys in the game anyway. But, you know, what he's had to come through to get there, to become a world champion, silence all the doubters, bounce back from those couple of defeats that he had on had a couple of years ago. You know, it was obviously after Derry knocked him out. Then he then he got beat by Gary Sykes, you know, he's, very much. A, twice he's been beaten by Sykes. I think yeah, he got beat by it, Sykes, Derry knocked him out, and then Gary Sykes oh, beat him right, again yeah, on, Sykes, on points. That was early on, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He, lost the, he lost the Sykes early on, yeah. So, you know, and let's face it, like Gary Sykes only ever really been a domestic level fighter. So mm. it's... Um, and then he had then then he had those weird draws. Then he had like three yeah. draws. Yeah, yeah, he's had a few six yeah. fights or something mental like that. So to come where he has now to achieve what he has done, WBA world title holder, you know, to be defending his belt in the Manchester Arena, the atmosphere there Saturday night is going to be absolutely electric. He's fighting, you know, a guy that a lot of people accept is the world number one in the division. This this is for all the marbles, isn't it? This is to be the top dog, you know. And don't get me wrong, further down the line. All goes well Saturday night. There's only one fight we're all going to be asking for on yeah. Sunday morning, and that's the fight with Turbo Terry. That's it. Because we need it all British. We want that all Manchester uh, Manchester Derby fight, obviously, two world champions. But make no mistake, you know, I'm a, we're, we're both fans of Turbo Terry as well, but make no mistake, whoever wins Saturday night is the number one in the lightweight division in the world. And... He's the guy that holds all the holds all the keys as we push towards 2017. I just hope it works out for Crawler. As I say, it's it's been a great start to the season, but it hasn't gone quite as we'd hoped so no, far. Not yet. No, and uh, don't get me wrong, Triple G 
Canelo ultimately proved themselves to just be a level above both our guys in the last two weeks. But this is a bit different at the weekend. Not so this think, week, Sugar Tits. Not this think, week. The big think, boys in town. Crawler time. I think Crawler's probably is he will probably start as favourite here in the UK because obviously the UK fans, whether it's the same over in Las Vegas, I don't know, but uh it's a good one, man. I heard Ricky Atten say this week that it's a 50-50 fight, and I yeah. agree with Ricky. It is a 50-50 fight. That's great. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. So that's the first part of our patriotism done. Both of us agreeing that uh, Anthony Crawler will become the number one in the lightweight division this weekend. Now, both of us thought that Liam Smith might pull off what the world was saying would have been an upset, even though he was the WBO uh, junior middleweight champion. Uh, he went to Dallas... He had a right old go at it, man. I'll tell you something. The boy has got some serious nuts, <clears throat> serious nuts taking on Canelo in the first place. But the way that the fight pans out, to keep getting up, to keep walking forward, to keep attempting to stick to that game plan, fair play, Liam Smith. It didn't come off this time, but what a learning curve, and that boy will be back. Yeah, without a doubt, and he'll be back in world title class as well. He proved out the weekend. You know, let's, let's be honest here, Canelo's certainly top three, if not top, you know, Potentially top three, certainly top five, pound for pound boxers on the planet. You know, well, not potentially. He is right now the biggest draw. You know, he draws the biggest viewers out of anybody. Um, So it was a massive opportunity to Liam to go over there. And to be honest, you know, you touched on it then. I thought he boxed brilliantly. He done brilliantly. Okay, ultimately he was found wanting, you know, at that level. But that's exactly the same thing happened to Kel Brook the week before. And I thought Kel was equally as brilliant the week before as well. We've had two real good goes so far as this season's kicked off now. We and, must remember uh, we must remember that Canelo has been in with everybody. He's been yeah. a pro for 10 years now. He's been in with everybody. That was his 50th fight. And when I say everybody, I mean elite. He's been in with Floyd. He's been in with Cotto. He's been in with Sugar Shane. He's been in, he's been in with everybody. Liam hasn't. That's Liam's first real go at superstardom, really, isn't it? So you're you're not going to necessarily pull it off first time round. You have to go in there and learn. Same with Kel. All right, yes, Kel went to America and he won his title in America in front of the American audience. But since then, he's not really fought what we would class as elite. Triple G was the elite and, okay, fell short. These guys will come again. It bugs me when I see trolls online and these guys saying, ah, told you so. What, what do you know, mate? What do you know about boxing? At the end of the day, they've had a go. Exactly. Yes, they came up short this time. But I'll tell you something. If we have another go in three or four years' time, that we'll be t- we'll be writing different headlines, let me tell you. That's it. You know, Liam's never been at this level before. Kel Brook had never been at that level before. But you will only learn by going at this level. You will only learn by stepping in there and, and trying it and, and gaining that experience. Yeah. Liam knows now that there is a guy in his weight class well, I say in his weight class, you know, I know he made weight Canelo, but fuck me, how big did he look? Yeah, on well, he said it, hasn't he? He said, that's Jesus. it now for 154, that's it. He's going up. Yeah, Canelo's back. Oh my God, it was like a map. It's huge. <laughs> he kind of, when he flexed his muscles and, and curled his shoulders over, he looked like fucking Batman, like a triangle. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. When they were on the scales on the Friday, I thought, yeah, yeah, you know, I can see it now. I can see Liam is, you know, same weight class. This is going to be different from the Amir Khan fight. He, he hasn't had to eat up. But I tell you what, on the night, on the actual fight night of the fight, when he took, when he stripped Canelo off, and he stuff, hydrates well, doesn't and he? Looked, I thought, <laughs> Jesus Christ, how much has he put on? You know, I heard one guy. One rumor was that he put twenty pound on. I reckon. I reckon he's got a twin brother. I reckon he's got a twin brother that comes out to fight. <laughs> yeah. I don't reckon that's the real dude. I reckon he sends someone else out to the weigh-in. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Maybe he does, yeah. It's like an inflatable version of himself, yeah. But he, he just looked huge. But anyway, we, we digress. What I'm saying, what, I, what I'm trying to say is the fact that Liam will only benefit from this experience. That's what we're saying, isn't it? He will come back. Mm. He will for a fight for the world title again. What I hope for is, and we, we, I said this loads before the fight even happened, I just hope he got change of life money. I was disappointed. Personally, I was disappointed that Liam walked to the ring second. I know he was announced second as the champion by Michael Buffer, but walking to the ring second allowed Canelo to take control of the situation. Listen, don't get me wrong. I wasn't privy to the negotiations. I ain't questioning for a second Frank, Frank Warren's negotiation skills. But what we learned from Tyson Fury with the Klitschko camp is and this all led to Tyson winning the first fight, and probably is the main source of the reason why the second fight's taking so long to happen. Tyson Fury took Klitschko out of his comfort zone in that he made it difficult. He didn't let him have his own canvas. He didn't let him dictate the press conference dates. He didn't let him dictate anything. And as Liam's manager, or as Liam's representative, I would have potentially pushed that a little bit more. I'd have said, no, fuck you, Canelo. We are not walking to the ring second. We are the champion. This is how it works. I was quite surprised the WBO let that happen as well. I know money talks. I know I know it was Mexican Independence Day weekend. There was 60, 50, 60,000 Mexicans inside that AT&T stadium only there to see Canelo, and it didn't really matter that Liam Smith was in the opposing corner. I know that. I'm not stupid. But what I'm saying is, I just wish that... I would have liked Liam to have walked second because it just upsets Canelo. Canelo's not... Because Canelo's routine is walk to the ring second, everyone gets everyone's respect, dictates the fucking fight, everything. Take him out of his routine. Make him walk first. Upset him. Psychologically break him Make down. Make him do wait. Something. Make exactly. him wait. Yeah. Make him wait for you. Make him stand in there while all the lights go off and it goes dark. And then don't start your ring walk for at least another three or four minutes. Take him out of his routine. They, they say that. I, I remember when um, I met with a sports psychologist one time. We were talking about fighters who've been knocked out and now they recover from it. And he said the main thing to do is they've got to insist on different ring music, different fight shorts. Different music backstage. If they were in the red corner when they got knocked out, they've got to try and get in the blue corner. You know, change everything. So psychologically, your pistons are fired and, and everything's different. It's upsetting them. And that's what I would have insisted on in Liam's corner. Get mm. into the ring. It's, it's a, I know it's daft, but it's small margins in fights like that. And I just think that would have been, you know, listen, as long as you've got change of life money, it doesn't matter. And he'll come again. But I would love to have seen that. Off the back of that, Obviously, we know that Liam will come again at 154, and there's some big fights out there for him. Canelo, yeah, he's injured now. He's uh, He damaged his thumb in the fight. He's not going to fight for the rest of this year. We're going to see him again in 2017. There's only one fight. Let's not mess about. Yeah. I'm not interested. I genuinely no. am not interested in anything else. Couldn't care less. No. You're going to do. You're going to affect your legacy if you don't do it now. If, you, if you're doing what Floyd Mayweather traditionally does and waits for people to be on the decline, then pff, whatever, mate. Do it now. Put it on now. If you genuinely believe that you can do it, don't even talk about, oh, we offered him $10 million. That's an insult. This fight is going to generate well over $100 million. So why are you only offering him 10% of the purse? This yeah. is, you, let's go in as equal billing. Let's just do 50-50 on all the pay-per-views. Triple G, Canelo. Have it on a Mexican bank holiday weekend. Have it in blooming Mexico. Couldn't care less. Just yeah. do it 50-50. Make it fair. Offering him $10 million is an insult. No wonder he turned it down. Well, you know, I wouldn't get out of bed for ten million either. It's yeah, but if, yeah, but you know well for well, if you've got all the belts, if you're the champ, he's the champ. 
all right, he doesn't have the profile, as we were talking earlier on, of mm. Canelo. Canelo's the pull. Of course. of course he is for the pay-per-view. But the champ is Triple G. He's got all the belts. If you want yeah, to have a do with him, ten, to offer him 10%, ten, even maybe even 5%, this, this fight is a super fight. It'll generate so much money. Yeah, come yeah. on, we'll give you $10 million. To me and you, of course, yeah, I'll take it for $10 million. I'll go and get my head kicked in. But why would he? Why would he do that when he knows full well there's a hundred million on the table? No, I know it's a, it's a fight that needs to happen. It need talks need to progress now. Listen, I don't give it. I don't care about Billy Joe Saunders, and I no. don't care about seeing Chris, you know Eubank Junior in with Golovkin either. Like the WBA have called a mandatory of Daniel Jacobs. Couldn't care less, mate. Couldn't care less. No. Triple G's fighting him. Not interested. Put them exactly. two together. It's it's got. Well, I'm concerned now that we're going down the route of Mayweather versus Pacquiao. Absolutely, this fight's are. just going to drag and drag and drag. Listen, make it happen now. It's a win-win for both anyway. You know, it's going to make more money than either of them have ever seen before anyway. So I just don't understand why it can't happen. If Canelo is is the champion, he says he is. You know, because don't forget, last time Golovkin was saying that Canelo was give up his belt rather than face me yeah. and he's now going to go and fight Liam Smith and this is this is a proud Mexican champion you know this guy shouldn't be taking that kind of criticism publicly the thing is and then it's not come him, back is it? and, and counter and say it's 10 million that's bullshit yeah but it's not him is it this is this is Oscar De La Hoya and his golden boy boys right because Canelo is their cash cow they are trying to milk this for as long, as much as they want. Canelo wants the fight. He ain't scared. He wants it. He's been in with everybody. Why would why would he be scared? He isn't scared. That is ridiculous. He would take the fight. Golden Boy is trying to milk this for as much as they can possibly milk it for. And I think that's unfair at the end of the day. If they if they're clever and they get this on for 2017, there's enough time in Golovkin's career to have another, maybe even a trilogy. This could exactly. be this could go down with all the grades. You know what I mean? It's not a one-off. This is a potential for a double or at least maybe even three. There's enough time for it. Yeah, there is, yeah, without a doubt. And, um, you know, the, the, certainly the, the scope, obviously we want to see a, we want to see an initial fight first, but if it finishes early, there's a scope for the fact that it was it finished too quick. And then, yep. you know, if it goes the distance and it's a great fight, then obviously we, we definitely want to see a second one. So I don't know why they just don't sign up for two fights now and just go, right, we'll just do two fights. You know, we'll have one at the start one. Because... You know, the only other fighter around there is Andre Ward. Well, Andre Ward's going up to fight Kovalev, as we know. So yeah. that's another super fight. So they've got to kind of be a bit, you know, wary of the fact that that fight is going to happen. Ward got, Kovalev is definitely happening. And people in the industry, people that listen to our show know that's a huge fight. That is a huge fight. It's bigger than any fight involving Golovkin or Canelo Unless they're fighting each other. Hmm. Whoever Golovkin fights next or Canelo fights next, neither opponents compare to that fight, Ward versus Kev. You'll Kev- get Love. it. you get it. you get it. There Kev you go. Love, <laughs> Love. Shouldn't have had the last fight. So nothing compares to that. The only fight that compares to that in, in and around their weight division is fighting each other. So fight each other. Fucking make it happen. This is the fight the fans want to see. And, you know, we no longer want to see them fighting against guys that aren't generating the kind of interest that needs to happen. They're both their legacies needed as well. Golovkin's legacy needs it especially. He needs a big win over someone like Canelo. And Canelo, let's face it, he's, he's fought every legend under the sun. But when he fought for the number one spot, the pound for pound number one spot, he came up short. Hmm. He beats Golovkin. There's an argument he's the best in the world, pound for pound. There's an argument now, don't get me wrong. But he beats Golovkin. Canelo shoots to the top of the list, in my opinion. 
You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Uh, just before we clear off this week, I want to uh, touch upon a weight division that is quite close to our hearts. Obviously, we are uh, big fans and you're particularly good friends with Mr. Tony Bell, who's back in action in October. He is yep. the WBC Cruiserweight Champion of the World. At the weekend, we saw a new Cruiserweight Champion being crowned mm. in Alexander Yusik. Uh, he beats he beat Christoph Glowacki. I call him Glowacki. Everybody keeps pronouncing it different ways. However, only his 10th fight. This is a man who uh, was a teammate at the Olympics of our favourite, Vasilev Lomachenko. It seems yeah. like they are breeding these, um, the, 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 these guys that don't need necessarily 15, 18, 20 fights. Get them in there nice and early. We'll do the business. He was absolutely sensational. Have you ever seen? I, mean, I suppose ever is an exaggeration. But currently on the planet right now, is there a cruiserweight, and this is no disrespect to Tony, is there a cruiserweight that moves with the type of movement that Usyk has got and the speed of hands, the variety of shots, all those things? He looks absolutely frightening. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Don't you ever speak against Tony Bellew again. <laughs> we talked about my lover at the start of the show. We're talking about yours now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't ever doubt the power of the bomber. No, listen, seriously. I'm not doubting the, pow- uh, the power of the bomber. I'm, d- I'm doubting the speed compared to Usyk. Usyk looked ridiculous. He did. He looked very good, yeah. To you know, think that he's a guy that's only had 10, 10 pro fights. I, I love this, though, you know. you know, I love this trend now of just getting in there. A couple of fights. These guys have been to the Olympic Games and everything else. You don't need a 30-fight record before you fight for the world title. Get in there. And I love the fact he got in there after 10 fights. And boy, did he do the business. What I like about him especially is the fact that, you know, he, he does everything backwards. He's got that southpaw base. So immediately, X next to his name. Don't want any of him. Movement, X. Moves yeah. like a fucking lightweight. Hand speed, X. Throws his hands like a featherweight. You think, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He did look the full package. And Tony had told me about this guy before. They used to spar, you know, they sparred. Yeah, he's uh, done a bit in the amateurs, hasn't he? Yeah, I think it was at a multi-nations. Tony was over at a tournament in Ukraine. They did some sparring together. And, you know, and he'd always spoke highly about him. And when this fight came up, Bomber said to me, make sure you watch that fight. This guy's mustard and he'll win the title. And I was thinking, he's only a nine-fight novice. There's fucking no way he's going to win the world title. But I tell you what, uh, he'd done the business, didn't he? And he looked Mm. really good doing it. And, you know, I think it's inevitable. Him and Bell, you will get it on at some stage, but uh, you know I'm in no rush to make that fight. To be honest, yeah. you know, let's, let's let's bring the David A fight on first. Yeah. Let's 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 or make even some Lebe- money. Even let's, Lebedev, you know, let's sell a stadium out. Yeah, Lebedev will do. Yeah, Flores, Lebedev, David A. Let's bring them in first. Let's let you you know find his feet first, and before we see, I'm in no rush to see that fight. I've got to be honest with you, but uh, but again, you know, Dave Caldwell said it on Sky. This cruiserweight division, you know, just because just because fight fans aren't necessarily, uh, you know, familiar with some of these in, insane long list of you, you know, Eastern European guys that yeah. we potentially never did. Don't let that put you off. That cruiserweight division is absolutely live, electric. Yeah. My God, there's just killers left, right, and centre with our boy at the top, obviously. So, there's some amazing <laughs> fights for Bellu in 2017. Amazing fights. The thing is, I know I laugh. But Tony's got ridiculous power, you know? Oh, yeah. and, and, at the, and at this level, he could comfortably go in there and do him in one shot. But Exactly. It could it could happen the other way as well, you know? That's yeah. what it make, that's why we love boxing. That's what that's that element well, exactly. of doubt I meant. You know, it, it. 
at this level, you know, we're talking about the guys at the top, the very top of the tree now, you know, world champions. These guys have got it all, you know, and, and, and Isak proved that at the weekend as well. You know, this is a guy that's a relative nine-fight novice, but when you look at his amateur record, you can see the guy's absolutely legit. The way he performed at the weekend, he just did an absolute number on him, you know, and now he's, a, now he's got the world title belt wrapped around his waist, and this is why Tony Bellew's paying him every respect in the world, because this guy is absolutely legit. He's not talked his way into anything. You know, he, he got his shot. People would say he got his shot early. I wouldn't. If you're good enough, you, you know, you're ready. Um, and it, I just think the fact that Listen, my, my guy Lomachenko shown the way, and this is hopefully the way boxing's going to continue to progress now as well. I don't need to see an Olympic gold medalist have 30 fights before he has a you know, domestic title fight. Stick him in there, get him in there quick, get him in there early. And I don't know whether this is, you know what, this this may be, Adam, this is going to be unusual for me, but maybe we did, maybe the amateur, the AIBA, deserves a little bit of credit for the World Series of Fighting. Maybe. You know, that, that pro thing that they're doing, Anthony Fowler, a few fights in it. I think we've got the, the Great Britain Lionhearts or whatever it was. I've seen a couple of there, about it. It's kind of weird, but maybe that's helped. Maybe that, the fact that amateurs are now fighting without a head guard, over three rounds, three-minute rounds, potentially that is what's leading towards these guys being ready sooner rather than later for world title fights. I don't know. But yeah, come back to it. He looked mustard. He looked mustard and... Uh, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be around for a long time as well. Make no mistake. And the fight with Bellew, a super fight with Bellew, could even be on the cards for next summer. Next time with the Fight Disciples. Before we clear off, don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you listen to us via iTunes. If you are on Android, you can catch us via Audio Boom. We're on all the social medias as well. Please follow us on Twitter at Fight Disciples. More importantly, follow us on our Facebook page because there's exclusive content that goes up there daily, whether it be written stuff, visual stuff, or even more audio that you're currently listening to right now at Fight Disciples on Facebook. If you can like the page, that would please me immensely because I get off on that type of stuff. And if you can write as a five-star review on iTunes, I'll tell you something, you would make my Christmas as well. Thank you so much. And in fact, go on every go on your spouse's phone, your yeah, kids' phone, your grandparents' phone. Sign them up. Sign them up. It's all Just free. Sign them all it's all up. free. Get on the podcast. Sign them up. Sign them up to their Twitter account. And we'll bombard you with all kinds of cool fight news. Absolutely. And I promise there will be some uh, competitions coming shortly where you can get your hands on tickets for various events. Uh, we get a we get a bit of a breather next week because we're going to be reviewing everything about Anthony Crawler. Uh, we've no major fight to look forward to next week because we need a bit of a breath before we get stuck into October. And, obviously, the UFC is coming to the UK. Dead excited about that. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard... Subscribe via iTunes.